Listen. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Well, that's not quite a gift in a way. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. In love of the brethren, be tenderly affectioned one to another. In honor, preferring one another. In diligence, not slothful. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. Continuing steadfastly in prayer. Communicating to the necessities of the saints. That's parting with your money. Given to hospitality, that's having people to a meal now and again. Bless them that persecute you, bless and uh, curse not. Rejoice with them, uh, rejoice, weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind, wonder. What do you think, though? But this is extraordinary. First the apostle begins with these wonderful, great, big ministries, and now he goes all down to these, well, really, they're more qualities. But you see, this is what being a help really is. A person can be that and have more effect on the body than someone who's got a great ministry who somehow or other through unbelief has become paralyzed. And if every one of us was like that, what a help we'd be, my word. Rather have us all helps because the body would get built up, wouldn't it? All that kind of help. We'd certainly have a marvelous time. And what about Philippians 4.3, just to help you on this question of helps? Philippians 4.3. Yea, I beseech thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women. (laughs) Now those women, those women, Euodia and Syntyche, have had a collision. This is not uncommon uh, in the church. These two ladies did not get on with each other. We don't know what the squabble was over. We don't know why they couldn't get on. I've often thought that it might have been over Clement himself. I don't know. But anyway, he's asked to try and help them. And he is told, he says, I beseech thee also, true yoke fellow, help these women. Now, to be a help is just that. Instead of going round making wounds worse, Instead of going round pouring fuel onto the fire, we are a help in bringing people together. A help in bringing people together. Now that's what it means to be a help. We're bringing people together, not dividing them, not scattering. We're binding people together. We're helping the body to build up itself in love. One Corinth, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 11, the Apostle Paul says, ye also helping with your supplications on our behalf. There again is another way we can be a help. Prayer. And not just in the gathering. Some of us can pray and we can spend perhaps that time in prayer and can utilize even a sleepless night in prayer and so become a, 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 a wonderful help in the building up of the body of Christ and in the fulfillment of the ministry which has been entrusted to us all. Or I think of um, 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 16 and verse 16 which speaks of a certain family that ye also be in subjection unto such and to every one that helpeth in the work and laboreth. And this family were addicted to hospitality, to ministering to the saints. 
Here was a family that didn't have a great ministry of the word or anything like that, but they had an open house, always having people in, in and out and in and out, helping them all the time, loving people, caring for people, laying down their life together as husband and wife, as family, uh, for uh, others. It was a great thing, wonderful thing. It was a help. Sometimes doing some small job releases somebody else for an important ministry. To do such is to be involved in that ministry and to share its final reward. Now, I do hope that sinks in. You see, God is absolutely just. If someone were to help me to release me, for instance, I'm just taking myself as an example now, someone were to help me in such a way as to release me to, to, to fulfill my ministry, God is just. He doesn't, he doesn't thank me. He says, now that person that's done that, that person will share in the reward. And if we had that attitude to things, it would change the whole thing. You, know, you get people saying, oh, we should get out more, we should get out more, we should do this, we should do that. How can we? There are a thousand and one practical things which we have to do. No one says, now look, I'll step in and do that. You can get off. Now, I'm sure that in many ways, that's why the Apostle Paul said, I'm not married, he said. And he didn't even have a mother like I had. Um, uh, so he could travel around all over the place and just get on with the job. Some of the others didn't have that. They had problems. And the apostle refers to it in one of his letters where he says, um, he says, well, haven't we got a right to have our wives along with us? So these men were trading their wives along with them, you see. And, of course, there was a, a certain amount of fuss and kerfuffle about it. He says, there's nothing wrong with it. Now, the whole point, it seems to me, is that sometimes we can be involved in something small which releases others, and so it goes on to the top. Do you understand? Um, there are many other ways I can... I've, I've given my, uh, myself as an example, but I can think of others. I mean, I could think of, for instance, I'm the brothers here trying to, for instance, do the Bible study course. We feel we must get that done and out, or other things. They are tied doing this job, doing that job, doing the other. One person coming in and saying, look, I'll do that for you, releases someone, and, a, and, a, and, a, and that Bible course is sometimes a week, it could even be a month earlier in its completion. Now, what's the point of playing our hearts out for Lord to give us grace and help to get these things done and to get our ministry out and to share it with the people of God, when in actual fact what's required is a few people to step in and be a help? That's responsibility. Because it reveals an attitude, an inward attitude to things. Um, oh, there are so many other things. Anyway, let me say this, that ministry is not a personal thing. I haven't got a personal ministry. I've only got the ministry of Christ. That's given to me. Uh, it's expressed through me in a particular way, but it's something entrusted to me and others share. And therefore we all share the reward. And this is the same with others, too. Part the Apostle Paul spoke of Timothy sharing in his ministry. And so on. Um, uh, well, what about the range of our responsibility? What is the range of this responsibility? It, co it covers every aspect of church life. Now, here are a few things we, that are very practical. First, a, it's a matter of testimony to Christ above all. What does it mean to take responsibility, to be answerable, to be accountable, to have a charge for which you are responsible? 
It means that you must be careful of your testimony. It's no good you taking part in church life and this and that and the other if you've got a bad name in the office. Or if at home you've got a bad name. You, we must be a testimony. And that's the first and supreme thing above everything else, to be a testimony. And where we are, where we are failing, it is to look to the Lord to help us in just the area in which we're failing. And if we find it too much for us, be honest about it. Come, open, open your heart, perhaps in one of the group prayer meetings, and say, I'm failing in my responsibility at home. I feel I'm failing. Will you pray for me? Now, if you'll humble yourself in that way and confess your faults one to another, you'll find you'll be delivered. You'll be delivered. Because it's honesty that God looks for again and again. So that's the first thing. The second thing is the building up of the body. Now, this is a, 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 not just a matter of gatherings. Now, I'm not thinking of gatherings. I'm thinking of building up of the body. It's not just in gatherings. They're only the expression of our oneness when we're met together like this. But really, truthfully, we're the body all the time. Now, there needs to be care for the whole, love toward the whole, prayer for the whole, practical help. Um, for instance, there are all kinds of things we can do for each other. There are, there are times when we know that someone's going through a very severe time. Well, if we've got a moment, drop them a card. Just drop them a card. It can mean a lot to a person if they just receive something. And even if you only say, I'm praying for you in this time. Not a great sermon. Just, I'm praying for you at this time. Now, you're building up the body, don't you see that? That person who's going through it gets that card and there's a sense in which they rejoice. Because they think, well, isn't that lovely? So-and-so's just thought of me like that and gone to that bother. Now, when that happened, they feel strengthened. What is it, does it result in? The body is built up. Furthermore, when you've done that, you feel an inward glow. <laughs> None of self-satisfaction, but it's just the spirit in you saying, you've done the right thing. You've done the right thing. There's an inward release. There's so many things like this. Writing and visiting those who are sick. As and when we can. Helping one another in practical ways. Um, there are all kinds of things. Now, this does not mean, of course, that we uh, everyone should bear their own burden, it says in Scripture. But there are those who can't do uh, some things. You know, now and again we hear of one of the older sisters whose perhaps fence has fallen to pieces. She can't do anything about it. Needs help one way or another. And if only someone who was free could just offer to do it, that's a great help. And that results in the building up of the body. And also, uh, strangely enough, the neighbours are rather impressed. I know uh, so-and-so can't do it themselves. And when they see someone, they say, would oh, you had someone in? No, no, it was someone from the church. Oh, how good. I remember years ago, Buckhurst Pinchery had a great sense of humour saying, if someone's ill down the bottom of the road, bake them a cake. Don't send them a tract. <laughs> bake them a cake, he said, and just take it in. And that's perfectly true. If someone's, uh, you know, so often we've got the idea, oh, here's the great opportunity, so-and-so's near death's door. Tract! <laughs> Prepare to meet thy God. I will do it. Ah, the Lord has prepared them for this ministry. Unfortunately, often it does nothing but harm. Whereas to go in with a few flowers 
or to go in with uh, something that they can eat. Now, don't, if someone's got a gastric ulcer, <laughs> do them uh, 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 a fruit cake or something. I mean, think, think. But uh, the fact of the matter is that these practical little things have more effect on people and they have effect on everyone around because they sometimes, you know, the world often visits more than we do. They go in and they say, oh, what lovely flowers. Where did they come? Came from someone at church. You see, th these things have great effect on people. Um, it's building up of the body and we get into the habit of thinking the only time we can build up the body is in a meeting. But we can build up uh, uh, the body of Christ by our loving of one another and our caring of one another. Um, all the time, sharing one another's burdens. Then there are the gatherings. There's the attendance to the gathering. Not only attendance, our attitude. We come with a kind of negative sort of, oh. Well, of course, we're not going to be any help. But if we're going to come and say, well, the Lord's going to come through on this time. I'm going to get something. I'm going to be positive. But some people are vacuous. Negative. And they're like flypaper. Everything sticks to them. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. Everything that's negative, everything that's poor, every failing, it sticks to them. They give you a list of that. Anyway, I, I must say, there are many ways in which we can help. Readiness to help. Sometimes I've seen a gathering full, a special gathering this is, and when the brothers, there's just one, two brothers for all the chairs, not a single person offers to help. Sometimes on a big day, when we've had one on a big family day, great big strong fellows doing nothing. While uh, uh, much work's got to be done. Then again, it's the same with visitors. And this is where some of the sisters fail. Uh... Strangely enough, the brothers, the men that ever get, not brothers, but the men that ever get into this company all get spoken to, but not the women. Uh, often, uh, women have been left absolutely out, and we've, I myself have had to go around and say to someone, could you go and speak to that person? Sitting there, absolutely, while everyone else is And then we hear from different ones, no one ever speaks to me. Well, why don't you go out and speak to somebody else? Instead of sitting just like a wallflower, get up and go and say to someone, have you been before? See, you know, to do it, you, you, you may have to take a step in faith. But you see, you see, this is a matter of responsibility. It's a matter of responsibility. You don't think that one day when you get to glory, uh, you're going to be able to say to, well, Lord, you know, I was there and no one ever spoke to me, Lord. Then the Lord may say to you, and how long were you there? And you say, well, I was, well, I was there, um... <laughs> Eleven years. Now, this is absolutely true, because some of us have been in companies where we know people who've never spoken to another soul for more than 11 years. When I say another soul, I mean they speak to their friends, but never to a to a to a, a visitor. I mean this is just a practical responsibility, isn't it? All right, you're shy, but uh, that doesn't excuse you. The Lord's not going to say to you, "Well, of course you were terribly shy." I do understand that. <laughs> so in in eleven years you never got through. Well, of course I understand it. 
I mean, the Lord's given you the grace to get through. And uh, we, we must look to the Lord for help to get through on such practical matters as just that kind of thing. Fishing and outreach is the same thing. We have a responsibility towards this, a soon work or any other kind of uh, form of outreach to those who don't know the Lord. Children's work, we have a responsibility here. Many are actually involved, but all of us are sorely involved in prayer. We've got an actual responsibility to which we're answerable. Now, I'll tell you why. Because every time we have a dedication, we say to the company, will you pray for this family and for this life? And everyone says, we will. Now, in doing that, the Lord says, hmm. Now, do we pray for the families? Do we pray for the families? Or are we only ready to see, oh, trouble in so-and-so's family, you know, trouble? They're terribly difficult. <coughs> so, so, so. You see, we have covenanted to pray. We have a responsibility, even if we're not involved in the children's work. Hospitality, uh, the lonely, the visitor. Um, this is one of the things the Word of God says, that we should exercise hospitality. And uh, we have to do it without murmuring. Not always easy, is it? Uh, you know, to do it, it's, I always think of what Lord has great humor in the way he puts things in the word sometimes because uh, he just said without murmuring, knowing full well that this is just what happens with hospitality. You think, oh no, not so and so. I can't face them. And then when they come, you say, lovely to see you. <laughs> when were you last with us? Oh, it's Lovely, so looking forward to seeing you. <laughs> Hospitality, unfeigned love of the brethren. Of course, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it would be a good thing to open the door and say, oh, <laughs> I've taken grace for this. <laughs> it doesn't... If we do find sometimes that it's a bit difficult, we've got to look to the Lord for unfeigned love to really come through. And hospitality is a real responsibility. Do take this very much to heart. It's a, a, a real responsibility. And indeed, it actually says of those who are leaders that they should exercise hospitality. It's one of the things it's said of actual leaders in the work, that they should be for, in, to the fore in this matter. <coughs> Partly because the idea is to get to know people, you see, and to know the problems and difficulties and so on. Well, now, there's all these things, of course, there's, uh, I think sometimes we look for the visitor, but do we look for the lonely? That's one of the problems. We have our own folks who are lonely amongst us, those who have got problems, difficulties and so on. Here is part of the ministry of hospitality, to care uh, for those who are in need or down or and problem of one kind or another. And then, of course, there's the material side. Um, now, there are one or two things here we can say straight away uh, on the material side. They're stewarding. Uh, now, on this matter, uh, it's a necessity. And that's obvious, I should imagine, to everybody, that stewarding is a necessity. And what we need here is a positive attitude. Not just a kind of attitude of, oh, I've got to steward, but a positive attitude. 
You know, many people, the first impression they get is the person who shakes their hand on the door. Uh, and the way that they have any queries they might have are dealt with and so on. And it seems to me that we, we need uh, to really, when we're stewarding, first I think all the brothers should be prepared to steward, all of us. We should all take our place in the matter of uh, stewarding. Um, and secondly, I think that we should have a positive attitude towards it. Really look to God, because this is a positive, it's a material, material side of the gathering. It's what is called in Scripture uh, uh, the, the deacon side of it. It's serving tables. But I mean, it is vitally important. We all know what can happen in a gathering which is disordered. Someone faints, no one knows what's to do. A bird comes into the window and flies round and round. <laughs> and while everyone is sort of under their chairs, uh, uh, sort of frightened to death, and no one knows what to do. I mean, these are all the kind... We Thank God for the kind of stewarding we've had. We've had good stewarding when, if we compare ourselves with many gatherings. But that's not the way to do it, is it? The way we want to do it is to compare ourselves what we what we believe the Lord wants uh, for us all. And it seems to me that uh, much depends upon the whole attitude and uh, spiritual character of those who steward. Do the job properly. And do the job as you are asked to do it. Uh, that's another point. Many people can't do what they're asked to do. They've always, they always think they know better than the way they're asked to do it. And then there's always grit in the machine. There's always a bit of irritation because the, if you're asked to do it a certain way, do it a certain way. All right, you think it's old-fashioned, you think it could be done better. There may be an opportunity sometime just to say that. Uh, say, couldn't it be better done this way? Maybe then you could listen to the reason why it's done the other way. But it's all... Always seek to do the job properly and do what you are asked to do. And then again, I think as a steward, we do need to be tidy and clean. In every way. I mean, it's really a bit much if you sort of come to the door and you've never been near the place and you see someone peering through hair at you who uh, looks as if the wind has blown them down the street and your hand is shaken and you're you like, whoa. What is it? <laughs> I don't mean just the person who shook your hand, but the whole group. What are we in for? I think it's important uh, to remember the question, the way that we are tidy. Be as contemporary as you want to be. But be tidy, be clean and tidy and presentable so that you're a testimony to the Lord. Remember, when you are stewarding, you are representing the whole company. <coughs> and one other little point, some of our beloved brothers had the most amazing handshake. <laughs> they get hold of you and it's just like, and I have heard two or three sisters who have put their hands in a bucket of cold water uh, after it. Actually, one actually did it. Um, so do remember, brothers, don't show your strength, especially upon those dear sisters as they come in the door. But now and again, people have remembered that sort of idea, that flabby fish-like uh, thing, and they say, now we'll give them a good handshake. And they forget that they've got a grip like Hercules. Just uh, remember that simple little point, or perhaps your welcome to the company may backfire, uh, to those coming in may backfire. 
Well, now, I think there, there's many other things we could say about um, uh, stewarding. Do be punctual. If you've been asked to steward, be punctual. The reason is this, that if you are not, it's selfish. We very often forget this, that others who've got there on time then do much more because someone else comes in a quarter of an hour with a lovely breezy smile says, sorry I was late, sorry I was late, got held up. See, but the funny thing is, that particular person always gets held up. Now there are certain people who are pathologically late. They always have an excuse, but it's pathological. They're always late. If we were to set the meeting back by a quarter of an hour, we would catch them out the first week or two. But within a matter of a month, they would be like they have been all along, ten minutes, five minutes after the beginning. It's pathological. Now that needs discipline and help. Because uh, it's a question just of fellowship together. Well, stewarding is one thing. Catering is another thing. Uh, catering and helping in the kitchen. Again, you see, the whole question is one of homeliness. And it's something we shall lose if we're not very, very careful as we get bigger. Now, I was brought up um, uh, in the kind of group uh, which used to dish out dried-up sandwiches, cakes that were aptly called rock cakes <laughs> and dishwater that came out of an urn. Now, the reason they used an urn was because it was impossible to use uh, a teapot for so many people. And they said that it was a waste of the Lord's money to use a teapot. So what we got was a grey, colourless water, which was a little easier to do. I can tell you story after story about catering on those premises. But I used to think to myself, and used to get told off for suggesting it, that somehow it didn't honour the Lord. It seemed all, you know, the, everything was done to, for facility. The, the sandwiches had been cut the day before and left overnight. And then they were normally sprayed uh, uh, before with a sort of, to sort of dampen them down. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I know you all think I'm joking. But I remember the church anniversary. Oh, I shouldn't say. <laughs> it's all being recorded. But I remember well the church anniversary. And there there were about three, four, five, six hundred people there, all quaffing their tea. Now, I was a very naughty boy. I was in the kitchen and I happened to be there because I happened to know the lady who was doing it. And I got on very well with her. And I was in the kitchen. And I suddenly heard her go, Oh! Oh! Oh, and she called out, she said, so-and-so, she said, have they all gone out the teas? And so-and-so said, yes, they're all drinking them. <gasps> oh, she said. And then she turned the huge pot upside down and the floor swap came out. <laughs> so then she wheeled round on me and she said, don't you dare say that. <laughs> So I said, oh, no, no, I won't say a word. I, I really won't. And I got sent for a holiday to Westcliff. <laughs> in order to keep silent. And, of course, she and the other lady had a little word of prayer. I will say that for them. They were that spiritual. And to pray that the people would not be ill. Now, it was just really as simple 
as uh, as um, uh, as that um, catering. I think really that if we're going to let people have uh, uh, tea or 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 cakes or whatever it is, or when we have a love feast, we want to do it as nicely as it's possible to do it. And there's no reason why it shouldn't be. It can be, if a firm can do it. Of course, they do charge a lot. But even so, uh, we can do it as best as we can. And I think it's a, a great thing. Uh, I know some of the girls do feel often that they're in the kitchen. They feel, oh, it's an insignificant ministry. We're just here to dish out tea. And that's all the brothers think. But in actual fact... Um, the, the, the kitchen is a real ministry. And the reason it's a real ministry is simply because it's keeping a home homeliness. And there's no doubt that when people get a cup of tea or when they, uh, uh, you know, are given something to eat, it's a real help in fellowship. And it is, after all, the principle of the love feast. Uh, and as we get larger, we're going to get more and more of the question come up, well, is it worth it? Is it worth it? So much work. There's so much work. But you see, if we're going to keep our family in us, and we're going to express fellowship, it is very much worth it. And some of us who are younger, we can remember times when, we, when people ate together uh, and drank together in this way, which were meant more to us spiritually than some of the big meetings and great messages. Because we just met the people of God as the people of God. Therefore, I say it's a real ministry, even if it seems apparently insignificant, and there's a real testimony uh, in it. And then again, the, again, there is the question of cleaning. Dust and dirt. In many places, dust and dirt is, goes hand in hand with godliness and spirituality. Um, I, I remember those places where you could literally uh, uh, draw uh, uh, in, in the dust on the table. Or the, and the, they're very godly people and everything else, but the so-called house of the Lord, um, uh, you shouldn't be too careful of it, because that was giving too much attention to things which are material. Now, really... Uh, that's nonsense. If God has given you something, you must care for it. And part of the testimony is the way that it's cared for, the way it's looked after. Now, if, if everyone had your attitude, this is how you should ask it, if everyone had my attitude to the cleaning, would any cleaning really get done? In other words, you see, most places have a caretaker, and they pay them so much. Thing, you know. Well, in the place I used to be, the caretaker, we were fighting to death of him. <laughs> and he was, uh, for us, like an ogre. Uh, he went to the minimum of meetings, um, but he used to go round with his eyes clamped upon any of us uh, that dared to do anything. But I think it's much better when everyone takes responsibility in this kind of thing. And uh, if you've been asked to do a job, well, do it. And do it as you're asked to do it again. Don't again try to be clever. Do it just as you're asked to do it. And uh, it does have an effect on people. You would be very surprised, for instance, our neighbours. This is one of the things that, from the very beginning, 
that so struck them was the way everyone cared for the place. And they said they must really love one another, they said in earlier days, to care for the place like they do. And uh, so, again, it's an effect upon both people coming in and so on, that there is some kind of love, there is some kind of expression of a, of a, of a walking with God. Even in the question of the garden, because we have all our neighbours right round the whole garden watching on to that, and uh, there is a testimony in it. Of course, apart from anything else, they're all absolutely thrilled because their houses have gone up, I understand from the local estate agents, by five, between five and seven thousand pounds because of the outlook. So, of course, they're all thrilled with us. And um, um, uh, spiritual ministries um, can often be stopped or hindered because we haven't got the help, which I'm sure our, many would give if they knew there was a need. There's just all these things, practical things, um, uh, in this matter. Now, it's here in our practical life together that we're trained for and prepared for eternal vocation. Some people find it hard to believe that the way they polish a floor or... Uh, um, serve teas or wash up or shake people's hands, uh, etc. So there's anything at all to do with eternal service. But it has very much to do with it indeed. It's there in our life together that those qualities which alone qualify us for service in the kingdom are produced and developed and trained. Faithfulness. If a man can be faithful in a very little, he will be faithful in very in much. As is the words of our Lord himself. And it's just here in this connection that our service is determined for eternity. Conscientiousness, genuine care and love, true humility and not the false kind. All comes out when we have to do jobs together or when we get someone telling us to do something we think they're not quite the right way to do it, and all the rest of it. A, pe a person may be forever uh, telling us of their blessed experience, but can they obey others? Uh, someone can spout scripture all day, but how faithful is he when he's given a small job to do? It's where everything's found out. So we need to remember, one, we will never be judged upon what we were not entrusted with, only upon what God has given us to do. Secondly, every one of us is answerable to God for the building up of the body, if in no other way, in a positive attitude, in the way uh, we live and to be a help. Thirdly, there are many ways we can be of great help. Practical ways, even. Cleaning, general care, serving teas, washing up, stewarding, uh, being on the lookout in our group area for those who uh, uh, have practical needs. Now, that's a point we might take up in all our district prayer groups to really be on the lookout for those in ours who really are unable uh, to uh, cope uh, with some things, especially the older ones amongst us. Fourthly, do not presume on responsibility given to others, telling others what to do, how to do it, etc. Refer to those who have responsibility for supervision. That's a very important little point, actually. Um, people are always telling others what to do, how to do it, and they haven't really got the responsibility to do that. Uh, sometimes we do it unconsciously, but it's worth just mentioning. 
Being responsible ranges from, from, from over a very great area, from executing the will of God in prayer on some major issue, down to small matters. Um, for instance, not caring for or returning promptly things that are borrowed. You've no idea the tools we've lost. Because people come in and say, can I borrow your upholstery thing, or can I borrow this, or can I borrow that? Yes, we say, you will bring it back. Oh, yes, of course, and we never see it again. And that, that is irresponsible, because it's the Lord's money. Or at least one of us pays for it. And so, that's that. Uh, or again, it's uh, um, just the simple thing of asking to borrow something, instead of just coming in and taking it. Some people believe that fellowship means, because we've got a common, uh, a common life, that you come in and if you need a hammer, you just take it. If you need a, a fork, you go to the garden, take the key, go to the garden, then just take it. The least of responsibility, surely, in this simple little practical matter, is to ask uh, about it. And again, isn't it also the care of expensive equipment? Remember how we had the tape recorder nearly destroyed by someone who just went in and used it without permission, and uh, uh, we had a lot of money uh, to spend on getting that put right. Simple thing like that. Uh, expensive equipment, hoovers, floor polishers, cleaners, these are all expensive items. Uh, we need to take care, and they've been given to us by God, and we just need to take care. And you see, many people, especially when you're young, you don't take care because your parents have always bought these things, so you never think. It's only when you have to start covering chairs and painting wall, uh, doors and wallpapering walls and, and buying your own cleaners that suddenly you begin to realize, oh, be careful of it, be careful of it. <laughs> Why? Because it's your pocket. Someone sits on your arm and it breaks, you've got to buy a new chair. If someone takes your tape recorder and busts it, you've got the 50 pounds or, or so to do. So it comes out of your pocket, so you're careful. So it's a, it, it, these little things, I think, uh, even such things as replacing things which we break. You know, it's amazing. People drop cups and break them and say, oh, well, never mind. Praise the Lord. <laughs> well, it's a good thing, I must say, to praise the Lord. But it would be an even lovelier thing if you praised the Lord by replacing what you've broken. Now, of course, there are times when you drop a whole tray of it, which might be a bit difficult for you to replace. But, I mean, at least if there is something broken, let us know that it's broken. Let someone know. Just go and report a breakage. I mean, these things do happen, and it's understood. But it seems amazing. We've had a history of things which uh, uh, are broken, useful things, not just fancy things, which people don't even come and tell you. So these are the kinds of these responsibilities. And I'll tell you just one other thing which um, um, Margaret has uh, pointed out to me, knowing full well about this. The amount of chewing gum found on chairs. We, of course, we may feel it's all the unsaved uh, who are chewing the gum and sticking it on the chairs. We never see them, but it is quite extraordinary the amount of chewing gum we take up from carpets and from chairs. So uh, do try and remember all these things. Here are the, all these measures of responsibility. Lots of questions we've got. We'll have to leave those, I think. Um, really, many that you'll not get a night of sleep.
at all. Um, but in closing, let's just simply say you've got specific and general responsibility. And I think what we can go back to is the thing that we began with. What, is it, what does it mean to be responsible? It means that you are liable uh, uh, to give account. What was it I said now? I've forgotten it myself. Uh, you're answerable, I remember that. Better just look at it. Um, exact wording of it. Sorry. Liable to be called to account. That's right. Thank you very much. Uh, liable to be called to account. Um, now, I think that if every one of us were to understand who is a responsible brother, someone who is liable to be called to account for the charge given to them. And if you are a responsible brother, remember that you are liable to be called to account for the job that you are supervising. Uh, remember, too, that it just simply means that every single member of the family is liable to give account. That's all. They're answerable to God. And if we were to take a new attitude along that line, um, it's going to help very, very greatly indeed. Believe me. And if we were all helped, my, what a marvellous thing it would be uh, in really, um, uh, in the building up of the body itself. Now, we'll leave these questions. Many of them are very good, and they're difficult ones to answer, in some of them anyway. They go right to the point. Um, but we'll, we'll, we will find a time to answer them. And one of the other evenings when we haven't got to such a big matter, perhaps on Monday evening, we may be able to answer some of the questions. Now, shall we pray together? Lord, we do pray that thou not allow uh, this kind of time this evening to be just a kind of Bible reading. We pray that thou stand against that, Lord. Oh, we ask thee that thou burn into our hearts something of the real nature of responsibility. Lord, if only every one of us would suddenly become aware of the fact that we are accountable. That, Lord, we're answerable to Thee. And that one day we've got to give account of what Thou hast entrusted to us. Lord, make us good stewards. If it's a very small job we've got, help us, Lord, to do it. And help us to do it as unto Thee. Lord, may we begin to understand uh, that this is all just a training ground a preparation ground. Everything we're doing, our life together, our attitude to each other, and all the material things as well as the great spiritual responsibilities, Lord, help us just to see uh, this whole matter in a new light. So we commit ourselves now to Thee together in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ.